This is Double Exposure Show, co-hosted by Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny, off-topic rants. If you're not one of those, stop listening right now. Just kidding. Here we go. just threw my phone across the room <laughs> that was smart i don't know why well, I, I threw it onto the couch because oh. <laughs> i okay. i've been i feel like i've been socializing too much if that makes any sense and you know how with women yes. if you socialize too much it sort of turns into this like big dramatic crazy ridiculous stressful thing um i can't say i do since i'm not a woman <laughs> but um I can relate, I guess. Uh, there's been times I socialized with women too much and they became overly dramatic. <laughs> I, I got to be careful what I say here. <laughs> I believe that's probably happened with us. So, Oh, of course yeah. it has. So I just feel like I've yeah. been too attached to my phone. And lately I've been feeling, frankly, like pretty depressed and I haven't been doing enough work. And I've still been working out and everything, but I haven't been hiking Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I've just been feeling super depressed and I haven't been getting any work done. So last weekend I went on a ridiculous, no, the weekend before last weekend, <laughs> I'm losing all concept of time. I went on this really long hike. It was like three hours, um, with one of my friends and we got lost. And at one point we walked up the same ridiculous hill twice because we got lost <laughs> Um, and this morning I just, I woke up and I was like, I don't want to go to the gym. So I did like a five kilometer hike and now I have turned off all notifications on my computer and threw my phone across the room so that I don't check it, exited out of messages, exited out of Facebook. I just feel like I've been too attached to that stuff. Too connected? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that happens to all of us. Um. I think the the thing we don't realize is that uh, it's okay not to um, not to be immediately available for somebody, <laughs> right? You know, and and this is the reason why most people turn off their read notifications. Yep. So you know, if you text them, they read it, and um, they don't get back to you, and they don't have to feel guilty because you don't know they read it, which I think is worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Personally, I leave my read notifications on and I just don't reply for a while. So it's like, okay, well, he read it at least. At least he knows about it. Um, but uh, there, at some point I realized that things don't have to be instant. You know? Yeah. Um, like it used to, even instant coffee, you have to wait for the water to boil. <laughs> so um, it's it's not really that instant, you know? And it's okay to unplug. It's okay to disconnect. So, I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room. We haven't recorded in about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've had people ask me, you know, what's going on? Is uh, uh, And I just said, we're taking a break. And one person actually said, oh, okay. And I was like, well, no, 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 no not me and Sophia <laughs> taking a break. We're taking a break. <laughs> we're on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> we're not taking a break from each other. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like we're in a relationship and we need time apart. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to kill each other. Um, but uh, it covers that aspect of things, too. Right. I mean, even like just like uh, when, if you are in a relationship with your life partner, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Um, sometimes you need alone time. And it, it's really funny when um, I've, I've noticed uh, people I know who are together and you can tell that they're kind of in the middle of a rough patch and um, they're kind of talking about taking some time to themselves, whatever. But then as soon as one of them gets a text, they immediately go to it and reply to it. And it's like, I think you're missing the point of taking a break. It's not just, you know, you need to take a break for yourself, but um, depression isn't something to uh, uh, play with. You know, you have to kind of recognize it and realize it and, uh, kind of rewind and unwind at the same time. So that's my biggest problem is that I don't feel like going to the gym every day. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and the funny thing is, if you go to the gym, you actually end up feeling better. 
but um, it's the ability to get up and go to kind of say to yourself, you know what, I, I'm going to do that. And the ironic thing for me, especially, is that it's the time thing, right? I have so much on my plate. I have so much to do that the last thing I want to do is take two hours out of my day to go to the gym. Yet, I know for a fact that if I go to the gym for two hours every day, I'll get more done during the day when I'm not at the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really, it's kind of a funny, funny thing to observe, really, to realize. And I don't think a lot of us do. But um, you turning off your notifications is not a bad thing. I mean, you'll get to the stuff eventually. I mean, think about if you had a full day photo shoot today or something. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get to it anyways, right? So your clients understand. It's not like, I mean, I, I guess we live in a very transparent society lately with posting updates on Facebook and everybody sort of knows what you're doing mm-hmm. or, or so we think that they know what you're doing. Uh, but the reality is like, you don't have to do that. You can just live your life. You can just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm working. And if that means you're working on yourself, then you're still working. Yep. So you're not to be bothered. Well, you know, I've noticed that there's a lot of pressure on you to do what other people want. And I have, I put in my email signature that I don't respond to emails on evenings and weekends. And mm-hmm. I mean, it just so happens that, you know, I do other things in my evenings and weekends, but that's the time that I don't want to be doing work, work. So I don't check my email then. I don't respond to emails. And I have had clients email and be angry about the fact that I'm not responding to them right away. Like I've had a client email and say, you know, it's really frustrating that um, you don't answer your emails on weekends. And I'm just thinking, like, what other business do you work with where they answer you all the time? Like your insurance broker isn't in the office on the weekend. So you're not calling them to get a new quote on the weekend. Like, give me a break. (laughs) My insurance broker gets mad at me when I call Friday at 10 minutes before they close. (laughs) I bet. To make to make a change to my policy, yeah. they do. They're like, "Really, you're leaving it to the last minute again?" And I and I'm like, "Well, it's either now or Monday. I'm going to tell you to backdate it to Friday, <laughs> and you would rather you would rather this, wouldn't you?" Yes, so you would rather this, you know. And but I respect that they're open at at four fifty p.m. on a Friday. Yeah. You know, I'm not calling at five oh one, and they happen to pick up and say, "No, you got to do this because you got to." You yeah. know, um, we respect the people's hours. And I think that's what we need to do is maybe we need to start publishing hours on, on the websites or on social media Mm -hmm. or however, you know, this is, this is my working hours. You know, if you reach me outside of these hours, I'm not working. Yeah. Like I don't work literally 24 seven. I have a life and I'm one of those people who I don't want to work to live. I want to work because I like my work. And I was listening to another podcast today that I really love. They were talking about how, you know, people work to retire by the time they're 70. Yes. And you know what happens when you retire? You die. Exactly. <laughs> it's. I believe that it's proven that when people retire, they're, they start to deteriorate. Within five years. Yeah. It's a, because yeah. they don't have something to be passionate about. I don't know. Um, they're not on the move all the time. But... Yeah, I don't want to do that. My, if I can photograph people into my 80s, why the heck would I not do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't want to work so that I can retire. I don't want to work so that I can have the weekends off. I don't want to work so that I can go on vacation like once a year for right, a week exactly. or two weeks. I want to work because I enjoy my work. I'm not doing it to make a shit ton of money. I'm doing it because I like doing it. And that's the lifestyle that I want to have. I want to have a lifestyle where I enjoy my day-to-day and I make enough mm-hmm. money to support myself. <laughs> so what would you say to somebody who's going into photography for, you know, the first time, as it, or for the, for the only time, I hope, uh, but somebody starting their business today, like, what, what do you what do you tell them, you know, like, or not even photography for that matter, but any career choice that's kind of in the creative field where you work for yourself? Because uh, I'm finding that it's really difficult to get across that you don't have to stay in your office slash studios, you know, uh, until 9 p.m. Like, well, and you almost shit will be there tomorrow. You, you shouldn't. Shit will be there tomorrow yeah. for sure. But also make decisions for yourself and stick by them. 
And get out and network with people. Don't live on your computer waiting for your next Facebook like. <laughs> Go out and shake hands. Be proactive. And that's what I've been lacking a lot in the last, like, two months. I haven't been being proactive. Mm. I've been quite lazy. And I haven't wanted to do work. Like, I've literally not wanted to do work. <laughs> so at some point, I think you may have overworked yourself. Probably, I think yes. you're, you're, <laughs> And this is, some, this is the reason why I don't have a routine. We've talked about this a few times where you have a very kind of tight routine where you schedule your stuff. I think after a while, if you don't change it yeah. up, you might wear yourself well, out. Well, that's what I'm doing know? right now is I'm changing it. And it's still going to be basically the same structure. I'm going to be working between different times of the day throughout the week, but I'm going to be changing up what I'm doing during those times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Maybe mm -hmm. adding some work, scaling back on other work. Like, I don't think that I need to be editing photos four days a week. I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't, <clears throat> of course, if you know me, I, I don't think you should be editing photos either, period. But, <laughs> well, I like, but, um, I enjoy editing photos, but mm -hmm. I think I have sort of, I don't know, put that in my calendar well, it's wearing and then you avoided out. other things and, pardon? It's wearing you out yeah. too. I think, I think, I think the repetitive task is wearing you For out. Sure. And this is the biggest issue with creative people, I find, is that we have a very difficult time uh, doing repetitive work. Like, I would not be able to last at a factory Definitely. job. Not that I couldn't handle it. Yep. I'd probably be... Uh, here. Here's what my uh, work life cycle is like. If I was to start a new job and I, and I assembled parts or cars or whatever on a line, mm -hmm. I would be employee of the month within the first two weeks. <laughs> I would reinvent the wheel. I would improve the process, improve efficiency. Uh, the safety record would be would go up. Whatever things would just get better there, and then I, and then two days later, I'd get so bored I'd quit. Yeah. That's that's been kind of my my life cycle of every job I've had. Yeah. Um, and the problem is that it's too repetitive, and I I can't handle it. So it's why I do enjoy photographing people because there's there's really no repetition in there except your your workflow. And at some point I, I was even changing that up, you know, like how we process photos to how we deliver photos. And it's it's always evolving. It's always changing. And I and I used to kind of sell that to the customer that we're always evolving. We're always making things better for the customer. The reality is we're making things better for us, especially I'm making things better for me. I want to have more time to myself. I want to have more time to my daughter. Uh, Mia's 10 months old now, um, like literally today, mm -hmm. which time flies. Um, and so we uh, we went out this morning. I know you and I had to record and I'm like, okay, we're going to have some time. Let's go out. Let's have breakfast. Just get out of the house and <laughs> on the way home, pick something up. And um, Didn't go quite as planned. Didn't go quite as planned, so it was super frustrating because in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to get back. <laughs> he has waiting for to start at 10, 10 a.m. But at the same time, it didn't really bother me too much because I, I think it's okay to break convention, to break structure a little bit, right? And I, I messaged you and you were cool about it too, so that was nice. Uh, you know, you didn't, you didn't panic, you didn't freak out. So it didn't stress me out either, which is great. You don't, you don't get the luxury of that, right? Well, I don't get the luxury of that with you most of the time either. It's usually like, what? You're a dick. <laughs> I don't ever call you a dick. Um, no, I know. But that being said, it's usually like, I'm pretty calm about it for a while. And then it keeps happening. And then I get frustrated. Right. Of course. Um, so, but I'm having the same sort of thing where I'm like, wanting to make decisions for myself and I am thinking really hard about what I want and then I am making a decision and I'm having a lot of difficulty with you I mean it frustrates me it's bad enough that your clients think that you need to be available to them 24 7 but for mm -hmm. with ball for example um I am on a couple different ball teams and we have tournaments on conflicting weekends and I've gone ahead and mapped out my entire season, which weekends I'm going to be playing with which team. And um, I've gotten some flack from, <laughs> from our one coach mm -hmm. in particular who took it upon himself to send me a private message. Well, call mm -hmm. me out on a Facebook group and then send me a private message complaining that I was playing with a different team on a couple weekends and 
he's also complained in front of other players at a practice. And I, the last time that happened, I, I just kind of lost it a little bit. I was like, I, I don't know why you're lecturing me. I have told you which weekends I'm available. I'm the only person who has told you which weekends I'm available. Like, that's it. That's the end of the discussion. And I'm just thinking, I'm an adult. Like, <laughs> you don't own me and you're not paying me. Like, I'm an adult and I can make exactly. these decisions for myself. And beyond that, it's not anyone else's business. Well, and at the end of the day, you have to look at the bigger picture. You want to play ball mm -hmm. and they need a ball player. So worst case that would happen is you don't play ball with them, which yeah. wouldn't benefit them either. Right. Yep. So I guess, I guess it's not benefiting them when you're not playing, but, uh, and that's the issue. I mean, your, your coach needs to realize that there's more to life than just that ball yeah. game. <laughs> well, and when there's 17 people on your roster, you shouldn't be relying on one person to show up. Right. Uh, you must be like really awesome. Apparently, <laughs> so. but I don't know. And I've just had this realization and I've been trying to be really conscious of it when I'm dealing with other people because it's really been bothering me when other people are putting their expectations on me that I don't put my expectations on other people. So when I want other people to do something, but they can't, or frankly, they don't want to, I've been trying really hard not to be like, well, you have to <laughs> like, we're relying right. on you. No, you don't rely on anyone else for anything. Unfortunately, we 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 do though. But I know, but, but either you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to either figure out how to make it work without that person, yeah. or you're gonna have to let it go. That's the unfortunate thing. It, like, no one else is keeping you from doing what you want to do. Make it happen for yourself. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a fact. Um, I, th I think a lot of it has to do with uh, letting go, though. I mean, oh, I, yeah. we mentioned it before, and uh, people have a very hard time letting things go. And I don't mean like you're, you're upset with something, you don't want to let it go. I'm talking about um, having other people handle your, your, your business. Uh, I've said this before, and this, like, when it applies to photography, if you rewind 20 years ago, uh, oops, dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you rewind 20 years ago when we were uh, using film to photograph portraits, weddings, whatever, um, on a Saturday when you'd shoot a wedding, uh, you'd be done in the evening. Your uh, shop would be closed on, sun on Sunday. Um, so you'd put the fr film in the fridge or whatever. Um, on Monday, you would casually stroll into your uh, photo developing place. You'd give them the film and you'd leave. Mm -hmm. And you'd see them in a couple of days or a week or whatever, however, what kind of lab your, yours was. You'd come back and they'd have a stack of proofs for you or just film. But most, most of the time it was a stack of proofs and film. And uh, you went on your merry way to assemble a little proof book for your clients to look at. So, you know, you picked out the shitty photos and you put them in the proof book and you give it to the clients and said, here's your shit. <laughs> order whatever you want or you know whatever however you did your business you met with them like i don't i really don't care mm -hmm. that's not the point but today 90 percent or more it's got to be higher than that of photographers do not let go of their digital files for processing so like at some point we stopped being photographers and we became digital photo manipulators you know where we capture them, but we really spend more time editing them than anything. Well, and that's and that's the funny thing. Yeah, and we've totally let go of the printing process as well. Like, we've given that mm -hmm. responsibility to our clients, and now we're just photo takers, editors, and that's it. Not, it's not a good thing. Yep. I don't like it. I interrupted you. Keep going. No, 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 <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, so, you're right, because... Um, well, and a lot of photographers are, are bringing printing in house too. Mm -hmm. So people email me all the time. They're like, what printer would you recommend? And I just give them my name yeah. and they reply, LOL. And I'm like, no, no, seriously. Like, why do you want to print? Like, it's I actually want to print. <laughs> it's expensive. Consuming. It takes up a lot of space in your, in your studio or home. You have, you have to buy paper. It will be cheaper in the long run than ha hiring me, but your time is exactly. worth more than hiring me. Right. So in the bigger picture, uh, people say, well, if you know, are, are you being a hypocrite because you're talking about, you know, being a photographer and um, my photography company, the reason I went into photography, because I loved printing photos in the darkroom. <laughs> 
So for me, it was about taking photos and going to the darkroom and developing them and like going, ooh. like I spent more time in the darkroom than I did taking photos. Um, and I really loved it and I really enjoyed it. And I have to admit, it actually helped me become a better photographer because I was all about, okay, I got to get this right because I can't wait to get to the darkroom. I don't have time to spend, you know, hours photographing something. Let's get this over with. Yeah. So having said that, um, you know, they, 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 when people ask me what printer they should get or what printer I can recommend, they, they, they say, LOL, you know, like, I'm, I mean, like Canon, Epson, whatever. And I tell them like, you don't, you don't want to do this. And what happened was what ends up happening is they end up getting big stuff from me anyways. And their printer usually sits for a while. It dries up and then they get small stuff from me. And then they're like, yeah, I should have listened to you. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. That's not the point. The point is, you, you have to let things go. You have to be able to to rely on other people, on other companies, on other businesses uh, in order to make yourself focus on what you're good at, right? Um, and, and the reality is if you, if you do that, it, let's use photography as an example. If you do that where all you do is take photos and you kind of have somebody else help you with the processing, somebody else help you with the printing, and you realize you don't like it, then maybe you should not be a photographer but become like a digital photo manipulator. And if that's if you love capturing your own stuff and editing your own stuff, then fine. Like there's there's that's okay. Well, too, there's but, other stuff you can outsource, right? Yeah, and, and you don't have to outsource. I'm just saying. It used to, we we tend to follow we tend to see what other people are doing and we tend to do it the reason why photographers started editing their own photos was because before they started editing their own photos there wasn't anybody who was able to do it mm -hmm. there wasn't a place dedicated for that um i remember when i was in college uh, at fanshawe it was we were in our second year and we had just gotten a tour of the london free press and uh, on the way back, I was given a ride to my friend Eric, um, who we keep talking about having on the show, and we just can't make our schedules work, <laughs> but we will. Um, and uh, I, we saw a hit and run. Uh, a cyclist was run over by a car, and he was laying on the ground. A ambulance was on its way. And um, I grabbed a camera, I photographed it, and we drove straight to the free press. And I walked in with my digital card and as I said, we were just here. We learned how this is done. We learned how you publish people's <laughs> photos. And to me, if it was just a collision, I wouldn't care. But because it was hit and run, I thought, well, I might be doing something good to, like, I didn't care about getting published. I was published before that. It was about maybe, maybe this will help catch the hit and run uh, a-hole who did that. Yeah. So uh, the reaction I got from people was like, what do you want us to do with a digital memory card? Like <laughs> we're all film here. <laughs> oh, my jaw dropped to the floor. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, we don't even have computers to download your your pictures. Okay, lucky for me, there was an intern <laughs> who was from another college who had his laptop and memory card reader, mm -hmm. and uh, they called him and asked if I could use it, and we downloaded the stuff on this computer, published it. I had to write the cut line. I had to do everything. And then I even had to figure out how to put it on their server. Like, it was so weird, you know. But that's that's exactly why photographers started processing their own photos. Because there wasn't a lab. And I mean, 150 years ago, when the photographer took a picture for the first time, they same thing. They had to process their own their own uh, glass plates and, and, and shit. And eventually, as the businesses grew, as uh, as the art grew, there was labs specially designed just for this because photographers got busy with taking pictures and they outsourced their shit. So today, we need to start doing that more. We need to be able to focus on what what is my job here? What is what am I in this for? Oh, I want to be a photographer. Okay, well, I don't really. And this is me personally speaking. Now, I hate Photoshop. I I dislike it. I. I love the what it can do, but I don't like using it. I don't like to sit there and manipulate photos for an hour, you know? Like, I would rather do something else. I would rather play a video game, to tell <laughs> you the truth, you know? Like, um, I'd, I'd rather play with my daughter. Yeah. That's, that's a fact, but it, it, I'll do anything but that. And um, for that matter, um, I let go. I, I realized that. I know I don't like doing it. And... <sighs> 
this isn't really an episode about letting um, letting go and outsourcing. It's more about um, uh, not getting worn out. I think you know you mentioned that at, at some point you you just kind of hated getting to work. Yeah. So you might need to reevaluate. Maybe there's things you're doing that are wearing you out or stressing you out or just could be just could could be the repetition itself, but it could actually be what you're doing, right? So yeah. at some point I got really sick and tired of going to work and I stopped going to work and I started working for myself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I realized that that was wearing me out. And if I think back to the 20 jobs that I've done in my life, uh, and 20 is an understatement, it's probably mid-20s, um, I really enjoyed uh, the food industry and bartending. Uh, I really, really liked it. And I think what I liked about it the most wasn't the fact that I was pouring drinks or bringing people food. It was the fact that I was making people happy and I was interacting with people and it was different people every day. And that's what I like about what I do now, uh, the photography aspect of things. I like to make people happy. I like when they smile. Uh, they bring me, uh, they bring me money. I bring them photos. You know, it's everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that is, is can be very difficult actually, because if we get stuck in a position, you know, like let's say you're a you're working for an insurance company. And they pay your wages and you make money and you work Monday to Friday. Uh, <clears throat> it might be very difficult to recognize that you actually hate that job because you rely on that income, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of using an example of you. I know. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I figured so, that much. But, well, and I don't know. Uh, I had a few shoots a couple of weeks ago and I just noticed... I felt kind of crummy going to them, but then I left and I was like, I feel good. And then mm -hmm. I enjoyed editing the photos. So yeah, photography is definitely still it. I just, I don't know, March, April well, it, are kind of slow months anyway. So that's what, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're so worn out at the end of the year that we welcome the break on January, February. And then as we sort of get back into the swing of things when it slows down things can change i'd be interested in hearing from other people like how they feel in their business like i really would want to know um i know we, we make a call out for different things but this is this is where i'm actually calling you all out and actually asking for your personal story or maybe you know somebody just let us know what's going on in your life like um Maybe you're asking questions about your business, about photography, about anything else you're doing. Uh, but really, like, kind of how, how are you overcoming it? Uh, do you feel you need to overcome it? Maybe. Or do you feel you need to move on? Um, do you feel you need to talk yourself out of it? You know, after our discussion with Lee, uh, the la last couple of episodes ago, um, it, when I was talking to him, uh, kind of just off the record, you, if you will, he he said that he had a hard time um, stopping being a photographer because that's how people saw him. And mm, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think, well, the conclusion I came to is, and I told him, I, was like, I, I don't think it was so much, like, stop focusing on the fact that it's photographer and that's how people saw you. I think you were worried about looking like a failure because you started a business and then now you don't want to do it. And it doesn't matter why you don't want to do it. People are just going to see you as closing a business down. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I always say quitting while you're ahead is not the same as quitting. So maybe you're not ahead, but maybe it's time to quit. And it's okay. So keep an open mind. I mean, it's funny that we're a kind of a photography-centric podcast. And I'm talking about if you want to quit photography, go ahead and do <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but the reality is if it, you know, and, and just for the record, we're not talking about Sophia quitting. Nobody's quitting no. here. We're talking about, we're addressing uh, feelings more than anything. So, um, but if you're, if you're feeling like Sophia, for example, or even worse, and you go, this is wearing me out. This isn't for me. It, it, I don't want to be a statistic. Well, you don't have to be a statistic. Just be a human being and do what's best for you and your family and your, your sanity and your lifestyle, right? If uh, graphic design is not for you, hang it up. Go do something else. Mm -hmm. Like, life's too short to really worry about shit like that. Um, don't worry about what other people think. I 
I realized that when I was super successful, I still had people talking shit about me. <laughs> so <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> people are going to people are going to think stupid stuff about you whether you're doing well or if you're doing shitty and you're quitting. Like it really doesn't matter. Somebody's always going to have a a crappy thought about you. So why don't you just make yourself feel better and just do what you really want to do, right? But, exactly. Uh, but on the positive <laughs> on the positive note, uh, we had our first wedding on the weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Uh, we did nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, Brandon uh, had photographed it with the help of Gina from um, Sarnia. Gina is actually a former nurse mm. who started a new career in photography. And um, she, uh, her and Brandon... Uh, photographed the wedding, which was ir- ironically like a few blocks away from where I live. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a photographer from Chatham an hour away and a photographer from Sarnia about an hour away come to where I pretty much lived to photograph the wedding. We were busy with something else on the, on the weekend. Yeah. But um, um, Brandon is also editing these photos uh, because he, he likes to. And um, I gave him the opportunity to, I said, you can, you photograph them, you can edit them if you want. If you don't, I have somebody who will do it. But, um, with, uh, ever since Mia was born, I'm not uh, having Hannah edit any photos, period. I, I know she likes it still, but I'm just like, you, you have a hard time getting to it. Let's just, let's just have professionals do mm-hmm. it. Like we can show them how we, what we like. And I mean, our photos are generally pretty good, you know, color density, sharpness if maybe you know so and i know brandon does equally as good work mm-hmm. uh, if not better and I, i've seen gina's work I, I used to teach her and i print her photographs now um which again one of the smarter kids <laughs> um who is a lot older than me so i don't know if i should be calling her a kid uh, but the reality is um the the work, the work has been outsourced. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And I have no problem doing that. Um, I was able to let go because I had prioritized something else. And in the, in the grand scheme of things, we're actually not making as much money doing that, but we're still retaining a client. We're still making a client happy. And we've now given employment opportunities to two other people. Like that feels really good, you know? Um, and from now on, I think majority of the weddings will be photographed by, uh, uh, our employees. Yeah. And, um, I really, it's not that I don't want to photograph weddings anymore. I actually really, Hannah and I talked about it. We enjoy going to the wedding. <laughs> we enjoy, what we enjoy even more is sitting down at the reception and like having like a night out, Yeah. <laughs> meeting new people, talking to new people, you know, like we, we like that even more. And, um, so to, to be able to work, do what you like, and to do that at the end of the day, it's actually really fun, mm-hmm. really nice. But all the all the outs, all, all the uh, post processing, everything, it's gone. It's out of the house. Yeah. It's um, it's elsewhere. I have uh, two weddings like that this year. One because I have another wedding on the same day, and mm-hmm. another because I'm playing ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I have Liz photographing those two weddings for me, so that's awesome. Nice. She's great. And, well, and that's yeah. and that's the thing, right? I mean, if you if you think about any business, really, right? Like, um, unless it's if I open a massage place mm-hmm. um, and hire six people to work there, and you come in and you're like, okay, I really like you know, let Sophia how how she how she does my massage. It's been the best. I, I've been relaxed. My shoulders don't hurt. Whatever. Great. Keep coming to see Sophia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that that's 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 fine. Right? But th- for some reason when when we're photographers, we feel like, well, if I open a business, I have to do all the work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not just like mechanics too. Like if you open a garage and you have six mechanics, I don't know why I'm picking six all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say it's a small garage. You have two mechanics. Um, whatever it is, it literally any business, just look at it. Just look at what's going on. Um, uh, I had a friend open an architecture firm and he is, 
uh, the architect. He is the receptionist. He is the cleaner. He's everything. And I, I said to him, like, how do you, like, how do you get all the work done? He's like, oh, I don't get home till 8, 9 p.m. Like, well, <laughs> what's your family think about that? Well, we have the weekend. <laughs> Yeah. They come see me at work sometimes. They bring me supper. I'm like, yeah, because they miss you. You're you're an idiot. Like, how much money are you saving by cleaning your own office? You know, just hire a cleaner. Yeah. So he hired a cleaner. It's costing him $400 per month because he gets it cleaned every Friday. Wow. <laughs> $400 per month. He's never been, he, he's been home before 6 p.m. every night. Yeah. Um, and uh, he outsourced a couple of other things. I don't remember what. But then he went on the, a little bit of an outsourcing spree. Yeah. Um, he has uh, water delivery now. He, it, it's only two people at the office. <laughs> like, how much water oh do you guys God. go through? Use uh, tap water, have... people. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I yeah, I guess there is a tap. Because it's, it's a really small place. And there's just a bathroom. That's um, a tap. That's a tap. I know. I People have a hard time drinking from the sink. You wash your poopy hands. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, but no, he, he literally went on the outsourcing spree. Like he, he's just, he, he said, he says, I took your advice, you know, I, but he was, okay. Let me clarify that he used to drive to the store and buy uh, one of those big giant water bottles mm-hmm. one, once a week or buy one or two or, and he would always go to Costco. So you park your car, yeah. you walk in, you, you know. And uh, I said, just get it delivered. So it was my it was my fault. Yeah. But but what I recommended was getting a filter installed. Yeah. Because there's a company that'll do it. I think it's like thirty bucks a month, and they just install it and it's permanent. But he just has it delivered by whatever the company's called. And um, so he's like, yeah, I took your advice. I did this. I did this. I did this. Awesome. And it is because because he he's he seems genuinely more happy. Um, he bought a he bought a motorcycle recently. <laughs> like <laughs> Petro, he's becoming you, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, sad news, actually. Breaking breaking story here. Um, yeah, three days ago, I had to say goodbye to my motorcycle <laughs> because it fell yeah. over, or because you sold it. I sold Aww. it. <laughs> <laughs> but on the on the positive note, that means there's room for a new one. So. Oh, okay. I was going to say, is it because yeah. you don't want to die now because you have a child? or <laughs> The fact of the matter is that I never wanted to die at oh. all even before I had a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. So I realized that a motorcycle isn't going to kill me. It's going to be the careless driver. Yeah. Or me being careless. So what I did is I decided, okay, how about I don't be careless? And that that was like, okay, that's easy to do. You're not careless anymore. You're super proactive. <laughs> yeah. And and so now you have shitty drivers you have to worry about. Oh, and God, so I just look out for them as best as I can. Uh, I've had two close calls in the last seven years I've been riding. And I've been rear-ended once. Yeah. So, yes, they're out there. And you just have to be very diligent to not become a statistic. Yeah. Here's the shitty reality. People are walking down the street in Toronto and a van goes and plows through them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a super sad day and this is this is very sad and I and I my heart goes out to all these people. I want to acknowledge that this happened. I want to say that uh, you you guys all the families and as a nation as you know we need to be strong and we need to oversee things and it kind of over this this kind of overshadows what overshadowed what happened to the humble broncos you know the, yeah. the truck striking these and so rather than being sad and upset i want to kind of look at the bigger picture and it relates to what we've been talking about for the last i don't know hour maybe now mm-hmm. um the reason i got a motorcycle is because it made me happy and I could have been on that bus or I could have been on that sidewalk. Yeah. It's what you make of your life. And, what, you know, um, when I did my motorcycle ta- test, I got perfect score. The guy actually said, I don't give perfect. So I got to find something you <laughs> did wrong. Uh, all right. Uh, I think you hesitated pulling out into traffic. I'm going to mark that. My argument to him was it was unsafe. There was traffic. <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it. You passed. You still get technically perfect. <laughs> You know, and it's what you do. It's how you handle situations. And I I really, sometimes I really do feel like I'm the smartest person in the world. But what what I really feel like is that I'm the smartest person doing what I'm doing. Because I'm not hiding behind things and I'm not following. And 
I really don't think I'm the smartest person in the world. Just, just putting that out there. But what I, what I where I want to give myself credit a, a little bit of credit for is realizing that I was used to follow people and just copy people and do what people did. Mm-hmm. And at some point you just have to stop doing that, right? Like at some point you just have to realize, okay, well, just because this is done this way, it doesn't mean that I have to do it this way. I'm not saying you have to do it differently just to be different. I just mean you have to do it because it works for you, because it, it's it's giving you a better outcome or a more positive outcome. Um, that's it. That's really, really it. That's how you have to handle it, you know. Um, the So many people ask me all the time, you know, do you use Canon or Nikon? And I, I have said so many answers to them. I said, did you forget about all the other brands? <laughs> <laughs> list list all the others and when you're done i'll tell you which one i use you know like or uh, how about this why does it matter yeah. um people say what kind of camera do you use i said digital no 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 i mean brand i said well, i don't really know it's behind this black piece of tape <laughs> um <laughs> it's uh believe it or not uh put a put a black piece of tape on your logo and half the people won't talk to you and um um yeah, I what I realized is it doesn't matter. Too. I know, right? Yeah. But but it doesn't matter what you're using. It has I'm not absolutely using a no cam- impact. Right? So so what's my point about this? It's I I chose what worked best for me at that time. Today, if Motorola comes out with a digital camera that's amazing and it's going to make my life easier, mm-hmm. if if it comes out with a with a okay, a challenge to all the people in the industry. Make me a camera that I don't have to do color correction. I don't have to do density correction, that the exposure is always perfect and that I don't have to sharpen. If you can make me a camera that does three of those things to my files, I will buy your camera. I don't care if it's Canon or Nikon or Motorola or Alpo, the people who make dog food. I really don't give a shit. (laughs) So you know, uh, big challenge to the auto industry. You guys are so innovative. Why don't you get into digital photography field? Cause I bet you can solve some issues. You're making a, you're making a car that drives itself. You can probably invent a digital camera that pretty much does everything else itself. Right. <laughs> With a car mount. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Put the fucking camera on the car and just let it go. And it will just follow the bride and groom in their wedding exactly. and take pictures and, have a little screen on the front that shows them poses. Yep. And you, you know, you know those dancing games on Xbox and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. How as you dance, you, it, it scores okay. you. Okay. That that's what that's what I feel like you should be able to do. Like have a monitor, um, and when people get into that pose, they get a they get a green light and it takes a picture. Jeez. <laughs> So many people right now are shaking their this heads. Is, like, what, what yeah, an, we're going what, off what the rails here. <laughs> does he, does he, is he serious? Like, that's going to be weird. <laughs> the point is, I'm going to spend the afternoon sitting outside at my outside desk, courtesy of <sighs> my friend Garrett, um, with a cup of tea. And I'm going to work nice. in the sunshine. What kind of tea did you make? Um, I've been getting tea from... Dollar Tea Club. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I get tea from like local sources as well, but um, I get these samplers from Dollar Tea Club that I send to my clients, and then I also get two bigger packets. And I've been getting this full power one. They've sent it to me twice in a row now, so I was like, "Well, they must really like this one." So, <laughs> so I made the, like as a, the funny thing is it's called full power, but it's a herbal tea. So I'm really confused about it. I feel like it should be full of caffeine, but herbal tea doesn't have caffeine in it, does it? Uh, no, n- not 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 generally. So weird. But maybe maybe it's powerful in terms of its healing properties, Ooh. right? So. Power doesn't have to refer to like, you know, go, go, go. Yeah. I'm looking forward <laughs> so. to all this sunshine, like rejuvenating me and waking me up a little bit. Yeah, get bit. yourself outside. Yeah, all that. Absorb some vitamin that D. three hour hike. Um, I, I had not been hiking in a while and I literally sent my friend a message. I'm like, I do not feel good. I think <laughs> I need to go outside 
do you want to go on a hike with me? He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, oh my That's gosh, awesome. three hours. We did like 10 kilometers or something ridiculous like that. And <laughs> he was just like, well, that breaks my hiking record. I'm like, yeah, it was a pretty good one. <laughs> we just kept going. Like, <laughs> it was good. That's good. And afterward, I felt so much better. Um, I feel pretty good today for going for a walk. I'll get back to things. But also one thing that has me pretty excited and because I'm changing things up, I'm going to scale back a little bit on what I'm doing in my photography business and really focus on the productive <laughs> stuff. Good okay. choice of language, right? Yeah. Um, and then open up a couple days per week that I can work on other stuff. But one of the things that I'm mm -hmm. excited to work on is that you and I are working on a new project. I don't know how much we should say about it on the podcast. Now let's keep it under wraps for now. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, let me ask you a question on the air, so to What's speak. That? Uh, have you, have you looked at anything yet? Like, have you done much work with it or um, have you been mostly just in my of... brain? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. But because I've been working on rearranging my schedule and everything for the week, I have it specifically built in for next week. So there could, should be a couple days next week that that I dedicate to it. So I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. It's going to be a lot of work, but then once it's set up, it's going to be pretty wicked. And I think, you know, what? It, yeah, it'll be fun. And, and whatever, whatever it turns into is whatever it's going to be. Um, that's, that's all we have to say. That's all we're going to yeah. do with it. Except that I think but, our listeners uh, are really going to like it. I'm going to like it. It's actually probably going to be a problem for me. Cause I'm going to be like, I see it I want, being a little bit. Yeah. I want to use this. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah. On on another note, yes. uh, um, my opening up. Okay, uh, let me let me start over because I had a really good I had a really good segue into it, but then it it screwed up. So try again. Um, opening up a couple of days a week or uh, every other day, whatever, however you do it, is probably one of the best things because I always tell people uh, to get a hobby. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't, and, and there's no reason you couldn't get another type of work as a hobby. So you mm -hmm. don't have to take time off and it costing you money. Right. But, um, <clears throat> uh, a lot of people have come to me before and, uh, they, they kind of, they kind of say like, yeah, I go to work Monday to Friday and then I come home and all I do is watch TV on the weekends. Yeah. Like I, I just can't get out. Yeah. And, and I, and they can't get out. They can't meet people. You know, they, they, like I've had somebody complain to me, like, I'm getting older. I want to have kids. Um, and I just can't meet somebody. And I'm like, well, you, it's hard to meet somebody on Netflix, you know, like <laughs> very hard. Uh. Like, like, uh, but Netflix, if you're listening, um, you should start some kind of video personal ad That's thingy funny. where... You can match people's profiles based on their movie choices. And can you imagine, and like, your date is, you see their face in the corner and you watch a movie together? <laughs> <laughs> Net, you Netflix and chill, right? Oh, Literally. my God. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh you're welcome. Gosh. Full of ideas here. And um, But uh, on another note, I, I kind of said, like, it's difficult to meet somebody watching TV, you know? Like, yeah. what you have to do is get your ass out of the house. Yeah, but I work for all week. I'm like, well, you, you're contradicting what you're saying. You either work all week and relax and shut the fuck up, or how about this? You work all week so that you can actually enjoy your weekend, get yourself out, and do something. Well, what do I do? And and oh, no. my, my suggestions all the time, my suggestion is get a guitar, learn how to play guitar. Well, how do I meet people? Well, there's community guitar yeah. lessons. I know it sounds funny, but like in London, there's something called Spectrum. You sign up and there's like... <laughs> at least 12 weeks and three levels of that. So you have 36 weeks of guitar lessons where you meet people and you learn how to play guitar. And you all suck if, and sound terrible, but you all laugh about it. Believe it or not, <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew somebody that uh, after two levels, mm -hmm. um, they were asked to teach the first level. <laughs> yeah, because she did really well. Because she had music training from when she was a kid mm -hmm. with a piano. And like, hey, I thought, I'm like, you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't want to do it. But that's that's regard. Let's disregard that right now. It, you learn guitar. Now you have an interest. Now you can become part of groups. You can 
go hang out places, talk to people about it. Trust me, that will will give you something to do at least. If it's not if not to meet somebody or meet people, it'll give you something to do. You okay, you did a guitar, it's been a year. Maybe you hate it, maybe you don't, maybe you love it, maybe you're like a virtuoso now. If you love it, start writing songs, start recording, start building, start playing with people. Like open Join mic a band. Night. Do open mic nights. Like get embarrassed. Who gives a shit? Um, I'm not even joking. Like, like seriously, if you if you have a good voice and you can play a song, but you're embarrassed, go get embarrassed. It's gonna be the best Probably, thing. Like the, yeah. The endorphins alone are just going to give you like an extra five years of life. Yeah, I've been hearing this a lot lately that fear is like the same sensation as excitement. You just sort of, you just experience it differently, but it's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) My goodness. I find it funny that you're saying this about like Netflix and stuff because I've been talking, like reconnected with a guy that I've dated on and off for like... Mm -hmm. On Netflix? A long time. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's just... And it's always been a problem that he's always redonkulously busy. Yeah. So we've been communicating pretty well recently. And what, so one of the things I said to him was, well, like, you know, we could at least be in the same room. Like, you could do work and I could watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, opposite man. of the advice that you're giving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, if you if you that that's actually really cool because <laughs> Hannah will often read a book mm-hmm. beside me yep. while I watch a movie. Yep. You know, or um, she'll read a book while I'm working on something. Like I'll I'll bring my laptop to the couch mm-hmm. to do some work, like admin work, and she'll read a book beside me. Just like like it's it's actually. It's good. I didn't realize how good it yeah. was. Yeah, it honestly is good, you know. And and so we get our our asses out of the house because this morning we could have totally just made breakfast at home and stayed home and taken the dog out and whatever. But getting our ass out yeah. just it's it's different. It's it costs money, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, um, well, and the other thing is like go to Starbucks, go to a coffee shop yeah. and read, or take your laptop and do work, or just sit there and stare out the window and people will talk to you probably. Um, join a co-working space and just meet other human beings. Like you don't have to meet mm-hmm. people to date. Any type of socializing will help for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you might meet somebody who has a friend who True. they're like, man, this friend would be like so good with this person. Have you? And I'm, I mean, <laughs> not trying to give dating advice. Here. Have you seen that meme? And I think it was on a Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer, <laughs> Sein- Seinfeld? on Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, where like you you hit thirty and like all of a or you're an adult and all of a sudden it's really hard to make friends like <laughs> your friends are the friends that you have and you're not going to make new ones like you're really not sure how to make friends anymore like right. I feel like making, I haven't seen the meme but I, I I can I can I can't relate but I get it but I feel I've like never had an issue. I feel like making friends at this age is kind of like dating you're like do they like me do they want to yeah. get coffee with me <laughs> like. <laughs> It's stupid, Perhaps. but yeah, it's the, it's the case. <laughs> so, well, and that's the thing. It, it it helps with business so much too, because you know, let's let's forget personal life for a second. You networking, you getting out is how you will get clients, yeah. right? That's just kind of common sense to people who've done it for a long time. Uh, but that's that's what happens, you know. And we net. It's called social networking for a reason, right? You posting shit on Instagram is you networking. And unfortunately, Instagram has a global reach. So the appeal of your work to somebody in Korea might not give you work in Canada or the United States. However, if you get your butt out to a professional meeting with people who uh, might need your services... They don't have an excuse. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're separated by oceans. Sorry. So they're, they're probably going to want to hire you and they're probably going to want to date you and they're probably going to want to do whatever else you want to do with them. So um, <laughs> I, I love giving this kind of advice because I'm really wondering what people on the other end are doing. Right now. Like if they're just <laughs> driving and... and if all the information is going in their ear and just like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if at some times they go like, what did he just say? <laughs> like, is he serious? So, um, but that's, that's just it. Right. So taking the time 
taking the time away from your week to dedicate to something else, to something different is one of the best things. It's one, it's one of the ways to stay fresh. I mean, it's like cooking a steak and putting it on your plate and that's it, you know, add some vegetables, add some gravy, add some mashed potatoes, add some mushrooms on top. Right. Oh my God. Okay. We're going to have to end this podcast because it's almost lunchtime and now you're talking about food. Mm -hmm. I have to go make food. Uh, Side note, I don't really like steak. Weird, eh? That is weird. I never found it to taste good. All the taste most of the time comes out from like steak sauces and uh, I've only had a good steak then. I've had a good steak, but the problem is I'm not able to make a good steak. I can't find Yeah. I can't find any meat that tastes good. Um and uh, the really good steak I've had, the best steak I've had was at an Italian restaurant, weird enough, eh? And I don't even know why I ordered a steak at an Italian restaurant, but I did. And it was just melted in your mouth. I was like, wow, this is great. So um, on another note, uh, I just want to add one quick thing about what I tried to add to uh, making time for other things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I made time for a business uh, called Pedal Boss, as I mentioned on other episodes. And I didn't expect it to do well. I didn't expect it to do bad. I just didn't expect it to take off. Uh, we're currently, uh, we were averaging an order a day f- in the first first quarter. We're currently surpassed that. Awesome. So, yeah, it's it's actually going really well. Um, it has become a, a secondary income, just like my uh, college uh, uh, instruction uh, position was when I was teaching at the college. Uh, it, it's replaced that. It's surpassed that. Um, I didn't do it for that. I did it for a different reason, but... It's, it's funny how I noticed it grow when I actually started to network with local musicians. Yeah. Because I was getting orders from other places. I mean, in, the, in this month alone, or when I say this month, I mean in April, we've sent uh, product to Sweden, UK, Spain, um, Thailand, Australia, and New Zealand. And um, every day something goes out to... Canada and US like every nice. day it just doesn't stop it, it it's been amazing uh it's put me into debt <laughs> dramatic dr- tremendously because I'm sitting on almost six figures worth of inventory yeah now, that, but, that's um, bound to happen when you start unfortunately yeah absolutely <laughs> but the income the income is being generated yeah. and it's paying for itself right but um it's it's taking a risk every single person I've talked to um, except one, <laughs> but uh, told me not to do it, that there's no money in it, you're just wasting your time, that blah, 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 and over and over and over. And this this kind of relates to me talking about don't follow, don't, don't listen to people's shitty advice, yep. right? And I know it's hard to uh, determine what's shitty, what's not. Typically, when somebody is very, very adamant about like, you know, giving you negative comments about what you want to do, it's probably shitty advice. Um, I mean, if, if you want to do uh, a business where you uh, go to seniors' homes and you clean their litter boxes, um, not their litter boxes, but their cat's litter boxes, <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody's bound to tell you that it's a shitty job. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> but uh, I guarantee you that there's going to be hundreds of seniors out there who just can't do it physically. Uh, who still want an animal who will say, yeah, oh, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for that. Right. And I mean, you really have to like cleaning litter boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if you said, okay, I'm going to expand my business and I'm going to clean uh, cow poop from farmer's fields. Now, somebody who tells you that is the dumbest thing you've ever thought of is probably looking out for you. So I know it's going to be hard to tell that apart. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to talk to different people, maybe. But yeah, no, hey, Sophia, I hope whatever you choose to do is uh, is fruitful and makes you happy and um, feeds you. <laughs> Again, not getting out of photography. <laughs> I know, right? And that's uh, everybody out there. If you're listening, this whole episode, all I'm trying to tell you to do is. Um, Take some time for yourself. Yeah. Uh, maybe and find a hobby. Yeah. You know, 
I know I know you probably got into it because photography is your hobby right, type thing. Yeah. And if you have a career and you're listening to us because photography is your hobby, congratulations. You are the example of what we're trying to tell people, yeah. right? So um, get your ass over to Facebook, uh, Double Exposure Show Group, and leave us a comment based on our topic today and i want to i'm asking your for your feedback please uh give us as much feedback as you can about what we were talking about earlier and about how what you're finding um to be your hobby what you're dedicating your spare time to etc etc you've been listening to double exposure show thanks to benjamin edward for our aardvark ben sound for our theme music and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Until next time. Get to work. Get to work.